Well, hey, good morning, everybody. Okay, good morning, everybody. All right, yes, I love it. Well, happy, uh, happy, happy Sunday, happy Palm Sunday. Uh, my name is Joe Polino. If I haven't had the pleasure of getting to meet you, I serve as lead pastor here. I just wanna welcome you to our service, welcome you to our church today. Uh, and uh, today is a special day for us because uh, today is not only Palm Sunday, but today is actually a day where we are getting to honor and celebrate Zach and Christina Daniel and the Daniel family. So I know, we, uh, I know we have some new faces here. So if you don't know Zach and Christina, Zach and Christina have led our church for the past 10 years as lead pastors of Antioch Dallas. And at some point in there, Zach, you crossed over the 40 year mark. So you went from lead pastor to senior pastor. I, I, haven't, made that, I haven't made that jump yet, but I'm not far behind you. Um, and, uh, and some of this we've shared before, but again, just to bring everyone up to speed, a little background is that as Zach and Tina have led our church, they had a practice of in the summer, just taking some focused time to pray and, and seek the Lord on what God had for uh, him and for them as a, as a family, but also for our church. And last summer in 2022, uh, they were seeking the Lord and praying and what they felt like God sealed up in their hearts through prayer and through conversations with trusted people and even a few spiritual dreams is that God was saying that their time of leading Antioch Dallas was coming to a close and that their assignment was coming to a close here, but that a new assignment was opening up for them in Waco, Texas, which is where they are serving currently. And so uh, in January of this year, uh, Zach passed the baton of leadership on to me and our staff that are leading the church. And he has taken on a job with the Antioch Movement at large, helping Jimmy Seibert, who's the founder of Antioch Movement. So if you don't know the Antioch family, uh, there's an extended network of churches both in the U.S. and also internationally that have a passion for Jesus and his purposes on the earth. And so really, Zach is like, how can I help come alongside both the churches in the States, but also internationally? So he's been taking drives down I-35 weekly, sometimes more uh, than just once a week to to serve in that capacity while uh, his kids finish up the school year here and they will be moving to Waco um, in the near future. And so we wanted to take an opportunity before they go to really honor them and to bless them and to thank them for over a decade of faithful service. Just imagine that. So that's what we're gonna do today. Um, and you know, before we jump into it, just a word on honor. Um, for the past three weeks as a sermon series, we've been looking each week at God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit as we're going through Ephesians 1. And as we're going through this Make Us One series, we've looked at God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit individually. But if you zoom out and see not just what role each plays, but how they relate to one another, God the Father loves and honors the Son, and the Son loves and honors the Father, and the Holy Spirit loves and honors the Father and the Son. And so it's mind-blowing to me, it truly is mind-blowing to conceive that at the center of the universe, at the core of who God is, is self-giving love and honor. That when we say God is love, that is what we mean like he, like the Father loves the Son, the Son loves the Father, the Holy Spirit loves and honors the Father and the Son. C.S. Lewis called this the divine dance. And so what we're entering into today is a little taste of heaven, a little taste of what God is like, but also what he commands for our church to be. He says in Romans 12, 10, for us to be devoted to one another in love and to honor one another above ourselves. And so Zach and Christina have done this for 10 years. And so today we get a chance, even though I don't think they did not ask for this. I think there's probably parts of this that might feel uncomfortable of y'all being in the spotlight, but this is what God commands for us to do, to honor. And then it also says in 1 Timothy 5, 17, says the elders who lead well are to be considered worthy of double honor, especially those who work hard at preaching and teaching. Zach and Christina, you have led well. Zach, you have worked hard at preaching and teaching and you are worthy of double honor. So we get to honor you today. And so the way we're gonna do that is there's one scripture that really rose to the surface as I was thinking about Zach's time here. I mean, he, he's 
taught on Old Testament, New Testament, so many things, but there's one scripture that kind of reverberates in my mind, and that's Isaiah 61, one through three. This is one that we've repeated consistently as a church. It's the one we base our missional declaration off of. And so we're gonna read this, and then I'm gonna share some parts that I wanna encourage y'all in that I see from the scripture. And then I'm going to pass the mic to other people in our congregation who are also going to honor and encourage you. So we'll have actually three people come up after me, which I was thinking it's kind of like a, a good version of the Christmas Carol, where you have you know, different people coming up, you know, maybe past, present, and future. Um, uh, maybe that was just me uh, thinking that was funny. Maybe it wasn't funny, but... Uh, they will also have, <laughs> they will also have gifts to bear with you. Um, they have gifts for you. So, let me stick to my notes. Okay, so let's read Isaiah sixty-one one through three together. And here's here's what it says. It says, "The spirit of the sovereign Lord is on me, because the Lord has anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor. He has sent me to bind up the brokenhearted." to proclaim freedom for the captives and release from darkness for, for the prisoners, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor and day of vengeance of our God, to comfort all who mourn and provide for those who grieve in Zion, to bestow on them a crown of beauty instead of ashes, oil of joy instead of mourning, in a garment of praise instead of a spirit of despair. They will be called oaks of righteousness, a planting of the Lord for the display of his splendor. So these verses here that we just read are the same ones that Jesus quoted when he began his ministry in Luke 4. And Jesus said that when he read them, he said that he was the fulfillment of this prophecy. It said that he, Jesus was the one the Holy Spirit descended on and had appointed as the proclaimer of good news. Jesus was that one. Jesus said that he was the rescuer who came to save the world from darkness and captivity. Jesus is the one who would usher in the year of the Lord's favor, also known as the year of Jubilee, where there is forgiveness of debts. And he would be the one who would comfort all. Everyone say all. All who mourn, all who grieve, that he would give them a crown of beauty instead of ashes, oil of joy instead of mourning, garment of praise instead of spirit of despair. And the only part that Jesus did not quote in this was the part where it says, proclaim the day of vengeance of our God, because why Jesus came is that he was delaying judgment because it wasn't just about the Jews. And if they were to hear day of vengeance of our God, it would be the enemies of the Jews would get, their, would get, their, uh, would get justice coming but Jesus came not only for the Jews, but for all people, for the Gentiles, for the grace of God to be extended. That's the mystery of God revealed in the gospel. And so this is amazing that this is what talks about Jesus. But as Zach has taught, and as we also have uh, just grown accustomed to as a church, is knowing that when Jesus fulfilled this, he also passed on this mission to us as a church, that we too have received the Holy Spirit and that we are the body of Christ and that in the world today, that this is what we are to be about. And so, Zach and Tina, there are three things uh, that I just wanna encourage you that I see from this scripture that y'all walked out in. Uh, The first one is sacrificial love. Uh, Just kind of taking all these things from Isaiah 61 through three together, it's like, yes, like Jesus is the fulfillment of these things and he is awesome. But when you take a step back and think about the way in which Jesus fulfilled these things, even thinking about Palm Sunday today, as Jesus rode in on a donkey saying, here is our king, other kings would use the sword or use might as a way to to implement their rule. But Jesus came not to threaten death, but to take on death through sacrificial love. And the way of Jesus is through sacrificial love. And uh, when I moved to Dallas in 2012 to do seminary, that's why I thought I was coming. But really the reason why I think God brought me back to Dallas was to be under your leadership, Zach, was to see the way that you sacrificially loved week in, week out, month in, month out, showing up through the challenges, through the sacrifices, through being misunderstood, through all the hard conversations, through all the glorious times of seeing God come through, you kept showing up. You kept showing up and it was the sacrificial love 
that you displayed because you love Jesus, that you displayed that for other people. So I just wanna say thank you for the sacrificial love that you modeled as an example. I will forever remember that. And the second thing I wanna encourage you with is where it says the spirit of the Lord is on me. Uh, that, that being led by the spirit is something I've seen both of y'all walk out in more than anyone else in my life. I remember growing up in Dallas and loving the Lord, but just reading the Bible and feeling like there is more to this book than a history book or principles to learn. Like it's, it's more than just being instructed for my past and giving me security for my future, but how do I walk in relationship with God like this today? And I just needed someone to show me how. And y'all have really modeled a simple life of devotion of following Jesus in the present. For just for example, when I knew you a little bit in college, you both said yes to the Spirit's leading to go to North Africa as newlyweds to go share the good news with people in North Africa. And then following the Spirit's leadership again, they moved back to Dallas, this time with, their, with Sparrow, uh, as she came back to Dallas with her growing family to serve at this church about 12 years ago, where there was not a paid position. It was just volunteer. And, and they just said, we, don't, we are moving back to Dallas, not for a job, but to serve at this church. We don't know how God will provide, but he's gonna provide because we trust his leadership. And then going on from there, you said yes to the Spirit's leading, even when it meant eventually becoming the lead pastor of Antioch Dallas. I remember conversations with you where I was like, it is very clear you are the right person for this job, but you were like, I, I, I feel very humbled by this, but because I feel like God's saying to serve in this way, I'm gonna say yes. And so you stepped into this challenge because of the Spirit's leading in your life. And then lastly, even now, very established in Dallas, even your kids are taking, there's an inheritance here of you guys trusting God and saying, you're leading us to a new chapter, moving your entire family. There's a lot of risk and unknown in that, but you are modeling for me and for us of how to follow the Spirit's leadership. So I just wanna say the legacy that you're leaving behind, and y'all are incredibly talented, gifted leaders, don't get me wrong, but I'm not thinking about the gifts and talents that you have is what you're leaving behind. I think about the fact that God is trustworthy and that God is able to be followed as the legacy you're leaving behind for me of that he can be faithful and can be trusted if you will say yes to him. So I just wanna say thank you for that. And through that, I'll, I'll say too, like we've seen God bring much fruit through your sacrifice. I just think about just, I wrote down a few things about the lost coming to Christ, about the lonely being put into community, into families, uh, all the different ways that we've served, just different people who are in needy situations or the poor amongst us, disciples being made, churches being planted, and church planters being sent to different nations all happen in large part because of y'all's yes. And Christina, just as Zach has been the upfront leader, you have been behind the scenes supporting, praying in ways that only the Lord knows. So I just wanna say thank you, thank you, thank you. And so lastly, cause I wanna give time to other people. I didn't think I was a preacher, but I, I, I have a lot to say. So, um, you know, it's, 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 this is a, the hard part is brevity. So the last part I just wanna say is about this planting the oaks of righteousness part. Um, and I was just thinking about there's nothing glorious or splendid when you plant an acorn in the ground. In fact, there's nothing splendid about it. You can't even see it, it's hidden. And it takes a lot of time before that oak tree begins to grow and a lot of time before it's a display of God's splendor. And I just wanna to say to you, Zach, that in my life, you have been a catalyst for growth within me that you have seen the not, not only my identity in Christ, but callings and giftings that you've had, that you've seen in me, and by you calling them out in me, that I have, uh, there's things in me that God's put, put in there that I didn't even know were there. So just thank you for being a kind catalyst to me. And here are some examples of that. Uh, the first time I met you was in Colorado. And I said, hey, I'm moving back to Dallas. I think... God's calling me to ministry. I'm gonna go to seminary. I'm not sure where I'm gonna go to church, but I'm looking for a job. And you, the next day said, well, why not come and work for Antioch Dallas and be a financial administrator and you can learn what it's like. And so that was a turning point in my life that 
you just said, hey, I'm gonna be a catalyst here. The next part is when you said, hey, God's called you to ministry. So I want you to believe for 10 guys to invest in over this next year to disciple. And so you were a catalyst, not just to uh, serve the church, but to activate something in me of believing God for 10 men. And that 10 men are some of my best friends now and are different parts of the States, but I'm thankful for that catalytic question of, hey, I want you to ask, why not now? And then I, I vividly remember maybe the most meaningful catalyst question is when we were having tacos at Taco Joint, I'll never forget this day. And we, you had been my mentor for a few months now. And at that meal over tacos, I said that I have a big crush on your sister-in-law. And I have for some time. And you said, what kind of discipleship is this? You haven't told me until now, like you're keeping this from me. No, you were very gracious. And I just said, yeah, I, 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 want, I want to ask her out. And I thought I was being bold and like, and I'm going to ask her out this Friday. And I'll never forget your question of, well, why not today? Why not today? And I was like, I thought I was doing good. You know, give me some time to prepare what I'm going to say. And I was like, well, why not today? Yeah, I should just do it today. And he was like, yeah, well, you know, just, you can do it, man. You can do it. And so that day I asked her out and she's now my wife. And I just felt like that is such a picture of Zach Daniels' leadership in not just my life, but in so many different people's lives of activating faith, of saying, God is with you and, for you, and I see gold in you and step out, trust God. And so I just wanna say thank you, that, thank you, Zach, for doing that in my life. And even with me stepping into this new role, uh, there's no way that I will ever replace or fill in your shoes, but I'm honored to follow on that legacy of stepping out and saying yes, and God will provide. So with that, I want to call up Donnie Tapey. He's gonna be the next to share and honor the Daniels. Zach and Tina, it's good to be up here. No chance I will not cry, just to get that out there. As all of you already know, um, I'm gonna jump right in because I feel like I've got a lot. But honestly, um, first up, uh, two things that I see in you both that I just wanted to call out, and then I wanna kind of give some perspective to everything. So as far as this is kind of how I was thinking about today. So first up, I can't, this is the part I'm probably gonna cry. You shaped and transformed uh, the, the, the trajectory of my life. <clears throat> yeah. And our family's life in ways that are hard to quantify. Um, I'll, I'll never be able to fully thank you, Zach. So uh, you saw things in me, which I did not see in myself. Uh, I remember... You asked me at one point to go run sprints in the park and to hang out, which if you know, now that you know me, you probably would have realized that's the worst thing you could ask me to do, just to talk and work out. I hate it. I hate it. If you, if you go on a run with me, it will be silent. But you asked me to do that and that was great. So I went and I remember thinking, man, he's like, you know, I wonder why he's doing this with me. And then I, I, we met a number of other times and I remember we met at White Rock Coffee and you asked me about becoming the family pastor, life groups pastor over families at the time. And I remember walking away from that conversation just feeling uh, really shocked. Like, I remember when you asked me to coffee, I was like, I wonder if there's anything he's gonna like confront me about in my life. Like, I was like, I didn't know if like the pastors wanted to come and sit down. I was like, what is, you know, I was like, I didn't know. We, had, we hadn't had coffee in a while. So I was like, man, I wonder what, what it could be. And on my radar was not that you believed in me, was not that like, you know, it was something totally out different and not because of you, but because of me. Like I didn't see those things in me and yet you called them out and called out the gold in me. Um, you took a big risk on me. I mean, I was as green as they come into this role and you guided me as I waded into these pastoral waters and you trusted me to shepherd the flock among us. So thank you for believing and seeing in me what God sees. Uh, and that's not just me. I mean, you have done that consistently for so many people over so much time. Um, you're so consistent in that and calling out the gold in others, which is really just identifying, challenging, uh, identifying and challenging people to step into the gifts that God's given them. And you have done that so well, Zach. 
Christina, all along the way throughout the years, you have been such an encourager to me and to my wife, uh, uh, even more so to my wife. I mean, I look back on so many truths and texts and dreams and things you have, you have texted her and, and given her and given us as a family, and we feel so encouraged and lifted, and lifted up by you. And I know that we are not the only people that you've done that with. Like, I know your consistency that you've done that with. And I think the second thing I want to just call out in both of you, um, so one is to keep doing that. Keep calling out the gifts of others because you have a gift to see them and to call them out like no one I think I've ever met before as far as to activate people's gifting. So I just wanted to encourage you to say like, keep walking in that. Uh, keep blessing people because it's, it's changed lives. Uh, secondly, you both have demonstrated a profound level of resilience and something our generation desperately needs. So your resilience is not just your own toughness. It's your trust in the Lord. It's your faithfulness. It's your willingness to submit to the will of God for your lives. Another way of saying it is you have legendary Holy Spirit grit. <laughs> it's like you have this just, uh, you have cared for and carried and held and 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 absorbed so many things throughout the years. <laughs> like just the, the grit with which you have led our church body is incredible. Um, man, and, and honestly, through especially some of the last years, through some of the most difficult years in our nation and country and everything else, and everything else, you know, I believe it was the Lord who purposed you both to lead us through that time because he knew that we would see, we would, we would be able to get through to the other side. So we do not take it lightly or for granted. We are literally standing on your shoulders. And so thank you. We're humbled by your servanthood and Christ-like example, literally to suffer for the name of Jesus, like to take those things in yourself. Um, <clears throat> all right. As far as perspective, those things are like things I see in you. And honestly, I had a list of so many. <laughs> and I was like, this can't fit in an hour. <laughs> Service much less seven minutes, which I'm probably already over. And it's, uh, so I, I was like, how do I, I wanna let you guys know, I, I don't wanna just puff you up. And much like what Joe said, I want to honor you in a way, almost like of looking back and seeing what is God, what, how has God been glorified in, in who you are? And I think as I began to think about that, you know, I, I think through the past 12 years and the foundation you've laid and everything else, and, and even what I just said or what Joe said or what anyone else is about to say, um, this is inadequate to express true thanks. No matter what we can share, even if we were up here for an hour, even if we had 24 hours and, you know, our, 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 our uh, attention spans would wane at that point. We would stop being able to absorb things just like the length of time we would need just to thank you is only something that God can do in your hearts. And it, it, the, one of the things that helped me to think about this is like, as far as some perspective here, it was almost, it was think about the parenting journey. Um, you know, you do so much over so many years as a parent. And then sometimes people will ask me, they'll go, hey, Donnie, what did you do with Addie for this thing? And, and, and I'll be like, uh, I have no idea. Like, I can't remember even just a few years ago, things that we did and things that we, that we, that we uh, you know, leaned into. But I've been a parent for almost nine years now and I have so many memories, but if I was to write them out, there would be so much missing. You know, there would be so much context and so many little things missing. And, um, you know, feels like 90%, maybe even 95% of the things that we do and pray for, especially those behind the scene things, just kind of disappear from our memory a bit and are kind of lost to time. And all the ups and downs emotionally of parenting that we go through. And, you know, in the midst of it, those times, you know, in the past, of where, you know, I, I remember these things where I'm like, man, that was a difficult season in parenting and I'm struggling with this. And then, oh, the, like the highs of parenting and all these different pieces like parenting, there's so much, there's so many ups and downs and it stretches over so much time. I look back, it's hard. It feels so amorphous to quantify and to wrap my arms around everything. And I feel like I was looking back at everything and I was, that's how I was feeling. I was like, man, there's so much here. Like, how do I say it, do it justice? And I think one of the things that really like hit it home for me was when I thought of times I've stood up here and I look around at this room and I look around at all of the oaks of righteousness that are planted, both here, people that have moved on and live in other states. When I think about all the times like Zach and Tina, you guys have planted a grove 
of oaks of righteousness. And you have through, through thick and thin, through happy times, through joyous times, you have tended to those oaks. You have pruned, you've pruned them at times. You have fed them and nourished them. And you have, you have cared for this grove of oaks that's now like, I don't know if you've ever walked into like a forest and it's like, there's this peacefulness and this quiet when you walk in. It's like so just restful, like you have created a place here where people for the next decades can come and can be refreshed and can, and can live their life with Jesus in the kingdom of God. Like you have created a place where families and lives are going to be changed. So you've not just done this over the last 12 years. Your investment here is for the next 20 and 30. Does that make sense? I think like for me, like I could, I could tell you about all the things that you're talented in and the teaching and the developing curriculum and writing, all, all the things that I've seen you walk in, Zach, over the years that are, that it's incredible. And you, Christina, but I felt like, man, what, what really speaks to the glory of God? And it's that grove. It's when I look around, I see all these families and I see all these people. Um, yeah, so I, I feel like as I'm, as I'm wrapping this up and I gotta wrap it up real quick, my, my hope for you and Meredith, she's in kids right now serving. She really wanted to be in here, but our hope for you was one that you would feel the weight of that, of that grove of oaks that you've planted and just feel like the pleasure of God says, that says, well done, good and faithful servant. And second, Meredith and I were just praying for you and we got some prophetic words that we just wanted to share with you to take you into the next time. So we believe that God has more goodness in store for you than you can possibly imagine. Uh, we feel the invitation to you both in this next season is to dream with God again. And perhaps you've done this or already feel this, but we feel the invitation is for this next year to be a season of renewed capacity to dream the dreams of God for yourselves and for your family. So we feel this invitation is a unique one, kind of like the soldier who's like just completed a hard mission and then he's like given his choice of assignments. We feel like that's what it is from the Lord for you to really press into there. Um, so one, Christina, for you specifically, back in May of 2020, Mayor gave you a word about you preparing a table and draping a beautiful piece of linen over top of it. And the Lord had said that uh, you are a pure covering for so many around you. And women specifically feel welcome, secure, and uh, drawn to you and safe with, uh, safe with you when they are with you. You were seated at this big table and feasting on God and who he is, and he delighted in your heart. And then recently, the Lord brought to mind that same word and gave a new picture to Mary that you were seated at that same table feasting on God, but then you got up from the table and moved back and others came in to sit down. And the place settings, the details, the decorations, the food, everything that you had prepared and labored to provide were so beautiful and inspiring. It made a way for many people to enjoy feasting on the Lord in the same way that you had done. So second word is for you specifically, Zach. So this is uh, related to what we felt about dreaming with the Lord. So uh, we've repeatedly heard the phrase, and this may sound funny at first, no cell service. And that's not a curse from the Lord that you would have no cell service. That was a joke, that was a joke. Uh, but that no cell service, and what we felt like that meant was that he's bringing you to, to a place in relationship with him where you will hear his voice without outside distraction and free from interruption, allowing you to dream alongside him. Like those times when you have no cell service and it's like you're forced to connect with the Lord and it's like so peaceful and there's no distractions that that would be the 24 seven reality for you, Zach, is you just hearing from the Lord and being able to commune with him. Um, and that that place of relationship for you is gonna be accessed through the heart posture of being on your knees and surrender to him, which you've already been doing. And God is just so pleased with you. He's like saying, keep doing it, my son. Um, so we're gonna be praying those, both of those words for you, but we love you both beyond what words can communicate. And we will, we see and glorify God for the display of his glory in all these oaks of righteousness that are here. Thank you for the profound impact you've made on our lives. Thank you for laying the foundation of the divine family in Dallas in which we are raising our children. Thank you for establishing a church home for us and countless others. Thank you for counting others' needs as more significant than your own. Thank you for submitting yourselves to God. Thank you for allowing God to display through you his power made perfect in weakness so that others may follow. Thank you for not giving up. Thank you for pressing in. Thank you for going before us and thank you for displaying the glory of God in and through your lives. So all that to say, we have a gift for you. 
Jim and Adelina Lewis uh, are amazing and woodworkers, and they made a plaque for you. Jim also said it could be a charcuterie board. His words, not mine, uh, with that Isaiah verse about uh, planting um, oaks of righteousness. It says they will be called oaks of righteousness, a planting of the Lord for the display of his splendor, Isaiah 61.3, and in honor of 12 years of faithful service unto the Lord at Antioch, Dallas. So that's for y'all. Go ahead. All right, and that's it for me. Uh, next up, I'm gonna call up uh, Melanie and Zach Benz to share. Love you guys. Here y'all go. Give them another hand as they come up. Yeah, they're, they're, they're taking the long way. They're taking the long way. They deserve the long way. You guys are awesome. Um, Zach, my wife Melanie. Um, like like Donnie said, I you know I think trying to put words together to s- express to you guys our um, gratitude for you is pretty impossible in a, in this time frame. But um, I'm grateful for the opportunity to try. So um, I'll start with just kind of a brief uh, history or background on our relationship with you guys. Um, we came to Antioch in 2017. And honestly, the first thing that kind of drew us drew to Antioch, um, I started listening to some sermon podcasts from you, Zach, before we knew you or any, really anyone else at the church. And um, I just felt, you know, immediately uh, just drawn to your teaching style, to the genuine nature that you uh, used in teaching. And so, um, you know, I had some, I've grown up in church, but I had some uh, baggage or some wounds from pastoral relationships um, in previous times. And so that was a pretty important thing for me, uh, personally. And so anyways, um, when we came to Antioch, I immediately felt, uh, pursued, um, and valued by you uh, and by your family. You know, I'm someone who, uh, if I had it my way, I'd kind of sit in the back and blend in and, um, get in and out and move on with my day. But, um, that's not how it was with you guys. You know, I think I always felt, uh, like I said, valued and, and pursued by you. Um, pretty soon after we um, started here, I remember you coming to Frisco. We, that's where we were living at the time. Uh, we were in Frisco, and I remember on a weeknight, it was kind of like you said, Donnie, where he called and was like, hey, I want to come visit you and Melanie at your home. And I was like, oh, man, this is quick. Like, what did we do? I don't... It was, a, it was an interesting feeling, but I just... You came... You came to our house, and you just sat with us and, and got to know us. There was just a genuine... Um, you know, and it was just bizarre. Cause I'm like, this is a guy who's leading an entire church. Why does he care so much about us as people? But, um, I think that marks you. It's just like what these guys have already shared. You know, that's just how you live. And it's not with just one. I mean, there's hundreds and hundreds of people that could have that same story. Um, so after that, you know, I think, um, I had some opportunity to have mentoring and discipleship lunches with you consistently, um, at Chipotle or different places that we would meet, you know, and that was just times where I really got to, uh, connect with you and ask you about your relationship with Jesus and just see kind of how you lived, um, make it practical. Uh, I think I've, like I said, I've grown up in church, but there was always this, um, it just felt like, okay, what does that even mean? Relationship with Jesus, you know? And so I think my time with you and seeing the way you live, uh, it's really the first time that I've experienced that, um, of seeing those, those practical, tangible ways. Um, you guys were very pivotal in our move to Richardson. Uh, later in 2019, we were moving down from Frisco and you actually found our house. Um, we wanted to live close cause we wanted to be in community with you. Um, and I remember you sending us listings, just like, you know, we were activating. You were like, Hey, Zach, I believe you can have faith for this move. Let's go. And, uh, you sent us the, the listing of our home that we've lived in for the last four years. And you said, this is, this should be where you need to go. And so we went, um, and so you, you sold it. Um, we joined the life group with you guys, uh, and the Johnsons and then later the Thatchers. And, um, you know, it's just been, I can't even, I can't put that into words, you know, how, how important that's been in our life and uh, impactful. Um, you know, we've lived close life with you guys through the pandemic, um, through church transitions, um, through job transitions, parenting struggles, um, just life, you know, it's just, it's been um, just day in, day out of living close life with you guys. Um, 
So how has God uh, used you to impact our lives personally and collectively? Um, I spent some time reflecting on the Isaiah 61 verses and then also our declaration. Um, I'll just say again, after living close life with you guys for years, you know, um, I can say that I've seen you consistently and faithfully pursue and live out the words that we say. It's not something that you just say here and then move on and go live a different way. It's a genuine way that you live your life. Um, so in the declaration specifically, the two things that kind of got highlighted to me as I read through it and praying for you guys, um, you know, the practices ways, um, I just really feel like um, you are marked by finding and modeling like how Jesus lived, um, your consistency in studying and memorizing scripture, um, your commitment and dependence on prayer. I mean, we've had countless Zoom calls of prayer times that, um, you know, it just shows the, it's a genuine belief that you have in, in the power of prayer. You know, I mean, your, your structure and your consistency with how you pray for your family, Zach, has been uh, inspiring, you know, with spreadsheets and like specific verses and things that you pray for each of your kids throughout the year. I mean, it's just something that, um, anyways, it's impactful. Um, your discipleship of others, uh, going through the, the core model with you in different groups. Um, and then really just, just like these guys have already said, you honoring and calling out the golden people. Um, you know, you challenge and love. I think without going too, too long here, um, you know, for me personally, a lot of my kind of baggage and wounds is I've always felt not good enough uh, to, when it comes to the spiritual disciplines and things. And I never once felt that from you um, as, a, as like a brother. You know, you would call me up always. You would challenge me to do more, and, and, but it was never in a condemning way. It was in a way that I feel like God views me in the way he loves me. And so I just want to say, you know, I feel like you've loved me as a person uh, well, and I know that there's hundreds of other people that, that could say the same thing. Um, then the final thing I'll share before I hand over to my wife, uh, in the declaration, you know, the final as such, uh, the three of the, the as such is, uh, it says, we are sons and daughters who desire to leverage our lives to see his kingdom come on earth as it is in heaven. Um, and Zach and Christina, you're marked by this. Um, you know, you lay down your lives in the service of others. It's, it's evident. Um, you sacrifice with humility. Uh, I think those are key words that describe your life uh, and describe the way that we're called to live. Um, you know, the spirit of Dallas and the spirit of America is not this thing. It, the, Dallas would say you should leverage your life, leverage your life to build your own kingdom. Um, you should focus on your own security, your comforts, your prestige, your wealth, possessions, status. Um, you know, I think we're all familiar with that. We face that in the businesses we're in or neighborhoods we live in or even other churches and things. That, that's kind of the message that we're told is what we should do. Um, but I believe that the, Antioch, the spirit of Antioch Dallas in this body is different. You know, I believe that we're marked... Um, you were different than the city that surrounds us. And I think that that's a legacy that you guys have left or that you're leaving is because I think you, uh, just like these guys have shared, you know, with your leadership has been what I think has brought that change and that genuine feeling with, with the body of these people is um, you don't operate the way that the world operates. You have a different set of standards. Um, so can't thank you enough for your roles that you've been here as pastoring our, our church and but mainly just friends uh, to our family. So I'm gonna pass off my wife. Thank you. Um, well, as Zach shared, um, oh gosh. <laughs> oh. Um, y'all have really taught us to be brothers and sisters. Our family feels like y'all are family. I was, I mean, you're the, the contacts. If our kids like have an emergency, they're gonna call Zach and Christina because um, y'all have been, best friends and brothers and sisters to us. Um, and as Donnie shared and as Joe shared and as Zach shared, just like Jesus, you enter into the really hard places. And I think that has challenged me and encouraged me um, whenever I was preparing for this. I just saw y'all holding an umbrella um, in just like torrential rain. And I feel like y'all have done that for us in this room. You've done that for us, Zach and I. Um, you've entered into the really hard things and you've not run away when it's been hard in our church body or when it's been hard or ugly for us. 
um, Christina, your gift of empathy and the grace for me to be able to share anything that feels even unsafe to me has been such a gift to me. I think I could share anything with you and you would say, I understand, I love you, I'm gonna sit with you, I'm gonna pray for you. And Zach, I feel the same with you. I feel like I could share anything with you and you would say, this is not what God says about you, this is who you are in Jesus. And that is such a huge gift. Um, so thank you for being that umbrella, that safe place for us. I think about um, when we've had challenges in parenting, you've come right over, Zach. Um, and Christina, I just think about, we've been neighbors with them um, for the last four years. And we've been able to just journey this last leg of your race in Dallas with you. Um, we adore your kids. <sighs> Sparrow, Eli, Jasper, and River. Thank you for loving our family and for our boys. Thank you for loving us. We love seeing you out and about. We will miss seeing you in Dallas, but we will come to Waco very often. Um, but I wanted to read out of Romans 12. Y'all shared it before about giving honor. And I just think this is so fitting. And I'm, my prayer this morning has been that y'all would be able to receive um, God's deep honor here, that these words wouldn't just land flat, that they would go into your spirit and that you would receive them and that you would draw on them um, as, you, as you go into this new adventure in Waco um, and that you would feel God's delight because this is the fruit of y'all pouring into us from like your decisions and your yes to Jesus as little boys, little girls, as you've walked with him, you've said, hey, follow us as we follow Jesus. And that has changed our life and our family's life. So I wanted to read um, a little bit more of Romans 12. And, it, and the subtitle is just love. It says, love must be sincere, hate what is evil, cling to what is good, be devoted to one another in brotherly love. Honor one another above yourself. Never be lacking in zeal, but keep your spiritual fervor serving the Lord. Be joyful in hope, patient in affliction, faithful in prayer. Share with God's people who are in need. Practice hospitality. Y'all do that so well. Bless those who persecute you. Bless and do not curse. Rejoice with those who rejoice. Mourn with those who mourn. Live in harmony with one another and do not be proud, but be willing to associate with people of low position. Do not be conceited. Um, and just as Joe was sharing just your simple, faithful, neighborly love of us, your friendship every day, carpool, very normal, doing the dishes type of love has really impacted us. Um, Christina got me Every Moment Holy. If you don't have it, you should get it um, for Christmas in 2021. And as I was praying about what to share, I felt like God um, wanted me to share out of this book. I got to cheat because I got to read some things out of the Bible in the Every Moment Holy, but they, he just says it better than I do. Um, and this was the liturgy for leaving. Um, and I thought it was really what I wanted to say to you, my sweet friend, Christina, and for your family. Um, Even in our goodbyes, there is a blessing for the sorrow of parting is a measure of the depth of the bond we have come to share in Christ. Thank you, God, that we do not walk this road alone, but that this journey towards eternity and towards your heart has been from the beginning one that you ordained that we should undertake in the glad and good company of our fellow pilgrims. Thank you, God, for the mercy and the beauty incarnated in the words and acts of these, your people, extended towards one another. It's no accident that we were born in the same epoch and that our stories have twined in this time and in this place. Let us therefore go forth and steward one another's stories. Let us journey from here together as vessels of that mercy and as stewards of that wild and wondrous beauty that flows from the heart and mind of our Creator. Grant, O oh Lord, that we might take our leave of one another now, feeling the right joy for the blessings of the hours we have shared, even as we feel a bright and hopeful sorrow at their close. Friends and saints and fellow pilgrims, we part now in the confidence that our diverging paths will walk the same road, fanning the same flame, and that in time we will meet again in a fellowship forever unbroken. By your spirit, O Christ, make us faithful in the meanwhile as we go out to labor in the diverse fields to which you have assigned us, laboring unto that better meeting and unto that new made world that is yet promised and that has already begun. O Spirit of God, be as present in our parting as you were in our gathering. Be present in our journeys. Be present in our days to come. Be present in our works and in our words and in our hearts. Be present in the bonds of our community, Lord Christ. Be ever at work among us and through us. Amen. 
and we have a gift for you. Um, Amy and Joe compiled this book of encouragements for y'all. And this, I mean, we are speaking hopefully on behalf of all of your friends, but this is a book um, of just the truth of what you've shared and the fruit um, of what you shared. So we're excited for y'all to take this. And like I said, let it be a place of encouragement to give you courage as you go. Um, And I would love to invite Amy Vanta to come. Amy is an overseer and a dear friend of the Daniels. I would use this table, but I'm a short human. (laughs) So I'm gonna do this instead. (laughs) All right, Zach and Tina. Um, My whole 10 plus years history at Antioch Dallas has been under your leadership. And as I was praying through the different stories and experiences that stood out to me about the two of y'all, so much came to mind. So similar to Donnie and um, the Benz. Um, And I can't remember um, when I was formally introduced to the two of you guys, but I do very distinctly remember calling you Zach Daniel most, like many times. And it's the blessing of two first names, I I guess. And so, um, but I called you Daniel as if you were my high school coach. And I remember walking away multiple times being like, oh, dang it, I really hope you didn't hear that. (laughs) And I did it so many times. But Zach, one of my earliest memories of you was when you asked to visit my life group in Vickery Meadow. And it really surprised me um, that the lead pastor wanted to come out to the ghetto and hang out with a bunch of 20-year-olds. And um, it left a lasting impression on me when you showed up and you were present and you just worshiped with us. Um, And I just remember you leaving and just feeling just such a sense of he carries so much humility and he genuinely cares about the people that he leads. And so um, that was just something that really stood out to me about you in that short time. And I just want you to know that it really made an impression on me from the beginning. Um, The last few years of being on the Overseer team with you has been the time that I feel like I've had the opportunity to get to know your character at a deeper level. And through some of the most unexpected and tumultuous years of our world and the church, um, I saw you press into Jesus so deeply. Um, From the beginning, a culture of honor and safety was cultivated on the Overseer team. Thank you. Um, We knew that our individual voices were heard and valued and considered. And I um, just want to thank you for creating an environment where I felt empowered to step fully into this leadership role and also simultaneously covered at the same time. And there were many times during, actually just like almost every meeting that we would have as overseers, we would all share just different thoughts, things that we felt like the Lord was speaking, areas that we were like just had feedback or opinions about or just different things. And Zach was so intentional to say, what, what are your thoughts, Amy? I want to hear from you. And I, and I thank you for that. Um, As a woman in leadership, this is something that has significantly impacted and shaped my walk with the Lord. And you have championed and paved a way for future women in leadership in this church. Zach, you have walked through so much and yet you remain tender towards the Lord. Thank you for your kindness, your boldness, your intentionality, and your obedience to Jesus. Tina, You are a resting place for the Holy Spirit. One of my first memories of you, um, it it was just like during this group prayer time and I don't even know what was happening. I think we were in the front and there was a lot of people up here. But you happened to lay your hands on me and I immediately just started weeping. And I didn't hear anything that you said because there's so many people speaking, but I just felt the presence of the Lord just come around me like a hug. And, um, and I, that's something that has so resonated in me about you is that you truly are a resting place for him. Um, As the wife of a lead pastor over the last decade, you have seen and carried so much more than I or our church body will ever comprehend. 
I remember hanging up the phone with you one Saturday morning and thinking, Tina Daniel is a gift to our church body. And I told Zach the next day, I adore your wife. And he, and he said, so do I. <laughs> Tina, thank you for your wisdom and your discernment and championing our church and your family through the mountains and valleys of ministry and personal life. In Proverbs 31.10, it says, she is a woman of strength and valor. She is full of wealth and wisdom. And I looked up the definition of valor and it is, it says to have boldness or determination in facing danger. And that is who you are. You are a woman of strength and valor. I have seen um, displayed in you a deep well of rich wisdom and you're a force to be reckoned with. Thank you for saying yes when no would have been the easier option. And thank you for saying no when yes would have been the easier option. And thank you for your incredible gift of hospitality and for opening up your home on multiple occasions and hosting our countless super late night overseer meetings. <laughs> and thank you for investing and caring about the people that I care about, Zach and Tina. Um, there's a 12-year-old boy that I've been investing in for the last eight years, and he and his family are so, so precious to me. And there was a time when there was some really hard stuff happening, and I was at a loss, and I texted Zach and Tina and was like, help. <laughs> and you, um, you guys invited me over, and you guys shared just so much wisdom and guidance and love during that time. And I walked away not with a whole lot of answers, but more so just the peace of the Lord over me. And um, when this boy went to kids camp last year, um, Zach would text me little updates about how he was doing. And, um, and there was, he like sent me a picture of like a fish that he caught. He loves fishing and I'm terrible at it. So I'm really glad that he found some people that are good at it. <laughs> um, but... One of the pictures that he ended up sharing with me was of him praying with Eli at kids camp and it was to go up to give his life to the Lord. And I saw that picture and I like wept. And so thank you for bringing that. Um, like just like letting me share in that because it was so, so precious. And so um, I just want you to know that you guys, just like with Isaiah, uh, 61, you guys have proclaimed just liberty to captives and shared that. Um, and so now a 12-year-old boy who was a captive um, to Islam is now a follower of Jesus. So Zach and Tina, it is... I can't read, y'all. Um, Zach and Tina, it is a privilege to know and to have walked life with you these past few years. When you chose to step into the lead pastor role several years ago, I imagine you didn't know what your original yes would cost you. And, sorry, I like literally can't read. Hold on. Um, and even when the cost was high, thank you for staying the course. Thank you for your friendship. Thank you for your leadership. Where there is trust, there is favor. And I deeply believe that the Lord not only honors your life, but he also trusts you guys and favor will follow. I have told you this before and I'll say it again. And I'll probably say it again other times later in the future. But I would stand on the front lines with you guys any day. I think so highly of the two of y'all, and it's hard imagining Antioch Dallas without the, the Daniel family. Um, just know how deeply loved and valued you guys are. So we do have some gifts that we would like to give to you guys. And um, one of the gifts you guys already know about, but as a church, we raised over $5,000 as a thank you and a love offering um, to bless you guys in this transition of life. And um, church, if you guys would still love to, like to give, um, we have left it open for you guys to do um, and just participate in blessing the Daniels. And then also the second gift 
there was a question mark about whether this was going to come in time or not. And, uh, and so it was in transit for over a month from the UK. And it's here. Uh, Joe uh, texted me on, uh, on Friday, was, sent me a picture of it. And so um, I'll, let, I'll let Joe like, maybe hold it up. But um, it's a, so one of the prophetic pictures that you guys gave to our church was about our, um, our church going from a greenhouse to a farm. And so this is an oil painting of a, um, a greenhouse. And then there's a church in the background. And, um, and it's just a representation of the legacy that you guys are leaving here at Antioch, Dallas. And so um, we love you and we're so thankful for you. And I honor your lives. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Zag and Tina, just as we close, the, the uh, QR code is actually to the GoFundMe. If you would like to give, uh, would love to encourage you to give. Um, I wanna invite actually Zag and Tina to come up. And as they come up, can we just give them a standing ovation for their 12 years of service here? Yeah, the whole Daniel family, come on up. So um, as we do with other church planners or missionaries to send them out, uh, we want to pray for them. And in fact, even in Acts 13, where we get our name Antioch, the church in Antioch, they, they, the Holy Spirit set apart Barnabas and Paul for the assignment that they had. And so in a moment, we want to lay hands on you and send you out, uh, representing that we are for you and recognize God's purpose and you guys moving to Waco. But before we do, we just want to give you a chance to say anything you want to the congregation. I know there, I hope that there's gonna be other times where you're coming and maybe preaching on a Sunday or whatnot, but just in this moment, uh, would you like to say anything? Well, thank you and thank you all. Um, I'm a little bit at a loss for words. Uh, those encouragements, the things that you guys shared, um, yeah, just a little, a little, little taken aback um, at just how you know, those are just really meaningful to us. That's our, that's our, y- y'all are our, our treasure. Y'all are the relationships that we care about and love. And yeah, so thank you for organizing this. Thank you for everyone who shared. Um, Zach Benz, I know you hate stages. So thank you for um, <laughs> taking the stage. Um, y'all can sit down. Yeah. Um, when we, when the Lord called us here. Uh, Amy, you are right. We didn't know what was in store. We just knew that God was leading us um, to move from Morocco to Dallas. And so uh, we did that 13, 14 years ago now. So Sparrow was a little baby. Uh, Eli was born right after we moved back. And then Jasper was born here and River uh, in the kids ministry was also born here. Sparrow and Eli were baptized here. Jasper was baptized here. Um, so a lot of really special moments for our family as a part of this community. And thank you for the ways that y'all have loved us and encouraged us and walked with us over the last, uh, over the last 12, 13 years now. Um, I think back on our, our time as a church and I know that, uh, we have our own, you know, um, uh, how to put this? We are works in progress, all of us. Um, But this has been a place where we together have seen the grace of God at work in and through us. We've seen people come to the Lord and lives changed. Uh, The baptism Sundays are some of my favorite times as you get to hear how Jesus is changing 
people's lives. And we've been able to see that together. We've been able to see disciples made uh, that are here and sent out all really around the world and around our nation. That's been a beautiful thing that we've been able to share together. We have been through uh, crazy amounts of chaos from our nomadic summer where we're in between uh, buildings to global pandemic and all the challenges of the last few years. And we've seen God consistently uh, be faithful to us as a church family. Uh, and we've been able to plant churches. We've been able to plant other churches in our city, in our nation, and in the nations of the earth. And it's just amazing to take a step back out of the day-to-day -day life and see what the Lord has done in and through uh, y'all and in and through us together. And so we're really honored and uh, we're really thankful as the Lord calls us into something new for uh, the leadership of the church that's in place. Joe and Amy, we believe in y'all to the moon and back. A staff, overseer team, same thing. It's been an honor and a privilege to get to share life together in this season. And we are so excited to see what God does in the next chapter of the church as the spirit continues to move and church family, uh, we have been honored to get to walk with you, uh, to serve you and to share life in Christ together. Um, and it's a, a, a bittersweet thing for us to move. Uh, we know the Lord is calling us. We believe that with all of our hearts. At the same time, the relationships uh, that we have here in the Dallas area through the church and just being a part of the the. I don't know, the, the, the broader body of Christ have meant so much to myself, my wife, our kids. Um, so Jasper wanted to share something. Do you still wanna share something? Okay, Jasper's got a few words that he wants to share as well. And then Christina's gonna share a little bit about how we would love for y'all to pray for us as y'all prepare to send us out. Hello in here, Dallas. <laughs> For the last couple years that I've been here, uh, y'all have welcomed my family and me so much, and I want to thank y'all for doing that and all that y'all have done. For the last couple weekends that I'm going to be here, I'm going to, uh, I have like a treasure chest, and I'm going to put this in my treasure chest because I love y'all so much. Oh. trying to pull myself together. I'm looking at each of your faces and I just can't stop crying. I think we both feel pretty undone by y'all's love and your words are so gracious and we feel so humbled and honored and just our hearts, um, we love y'all so much. Um, so, so much. And, um, I want to read just a passage that I think summarizes our hearts and our prayer for y'all through these years and something that we just would love to ask y'all to be praying alongside us as we take this next leg of the journey. Um, it's Colossians 1, 9 to 13. It says, for this reason, since the day we heard about you, we have not stopped praying for you. We continually ask God to fill you with the knowledge of his will through all the wisdom and understanding that the Spirit gives so that you may live a life worthy of the Lord and please him in every way, bearing fruit in every good work, growing in the knowledge of God, being strengthened with all power according to his glorious might so that you may have great endurance and, and patience and giving joyful thanks to the Father who has qualified you to share in the inheritance of his holy people in the kingdom of light. For he has rescued us from the dominion of darkness and brought us into the kingdom of the son he loves. So we, uh, it's hard to summarize all of what we're feeling right now. We are just so grateful for each of you in this room and so honored 
for the privilege that the Lord has given us to get to serve in this church body through these years, to get to be um, a part of what he's doing in y'all's midst. We love you guys so much. Thank y'all for today. Okay, well, here's how we wanna pray just that scripture. Daniels, if we can have you and your family actually down on the floor here. And then if you know the Daniel family, uh, uh, would you come up? Actually, everyone knows the Daniel family. If you wanna come up, we want to uh, lay hands on on uh, the Daniel family to pray for, pray for them, to send them out. So if you're close with them, if you're friends or family, come on up. And that's how we're gonna close. And even if you don't know the Daniels, the way we're gonna close our service is just by praying for them and then saying our declaration that's based on Isaiah 61. And so uh, just encourage you as you have heard about just their their desire is that they would have endurance and patience with joy, um, that you would pray that the Daniels would have that going into their next assignment. So uh, just encourage you to join with me in praying. We're all gonna pray kind of out loud uh, and then I'll close us in a second. So Father God, we thank you for Zach and Christina, Sparrow, Eli, Jasper and River. God, we thank you. God, for how you have called them to yourselves, God, out of the domain of darkness into the kingdom of your beloved son. Thank you, God, that their very lives are a testimony to your faithfulness. God, that they are story after story of how you gave them endurance, how you gave them perseverance. God, how you gave them uh, treasure. God, in exchange for their lives, people. God, in exchange for their lives, that you, God, have done more than they can ask or imagine, God, through their yes to you. And so as they're going, God, to Antioch Waco, I pray that you would fill them afresh with the Holy Spirit, God, that they would be filled with all the fullness of God. Lord, that they would dream again as Donnie and Meredith had that word of dreaming again with you. God, that there would be new things coming forward. God, I pray for their children to be established as oaks of righteousness in the new school and new community and new, new friendships that they're making. And I pray that, um, Lord, every part of the work of Zach's hands and Christina's hands, God would bear much fruit for your glory, 30, 60, and 100 fold. We pray all these things in Jesus' name. And everybody said, amen, amen. Love y'all so much. Well, hey, if everyone could just, if everyone could stand where they're at, we're gonna say our missional declaration as a way of closing. This is based on Isaiah 61, one through three. If you've been with us, this is how we have closed almost every service for the past couple years. So give you guys a chance to get back to your seats, but remain standing. And let's say this together. On three, one, two, three. Jesus is the bread of life. And that means he's good news for our poverty, healing for our brokenness, liberty for our bondage, favor for our world, victory over our darkness, comfort for our sorrow and provision for our need. As such, we are called to be sons and daughters who encounter Jesus. He is at work in our lives, transforming our ashes into beauty, mourning into joy, despair into hope, and building us into oaks of righteousness planted by God to display His splendor. As such, we practice His ways that we might grow vibrant like oak trees. And He is at work through us to see people who have been stranded by sin, rescued to life and liberty in Christ. As such, we desire to leverage our lives to see his kingdom come on earth as it is in heaven. Amen, amen. We love you, church. Looking forward to seeing you next Sunday for Easter. Hope you have a great week. We are dismissed. Go in peace.